You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. Come on in and stay a while if you'd like. We have the Traegers fired up. We won't be here on Friday, but uh, I thought, you know what? Let me give the Danettes a nice little meal here. Sloppy Joe's and Southern Rice with a chorizo. And as we've come to expect, who has it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. I wasn't as enthusiastic as I'd hoped for. I think we're getting spoiled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Each week it's like, nobody. I know. It's kind of a, uh, nobody. Yeah. Well, I thought Sloppy Joe's, I had to give you something a little different. It's old school. It's like childhood again. Yeah. I just thought it's, you know, just kind of a nice little lunch menu. To hey, kind send of you. 11 years old, yeah. back at school. Yeah. It's like school lunch day, yeah. a baller Sloppy Joe. Let's yes. go. I love Sloppy Joe. Heck yeah. Yes, McLovin. I've noticed some like high-end New York restaurants are featuring Sloppy Joe's now. Like it's in. It's a, it's a trendy food. Hmm. All right. That was not by my design today, but yeah, Paul. Yeah, Sloppy Joes are big, and the past few years, Tater Tots with some type of mixed-in thing has been big at restaurants. Tater Tots. Yeah, Tots are big. Okay. All right. Come on in. Stay a while if you like. Uh, He is uh, Brian Baumgartner. He played played, uh, Kevin. Kevin on The Office. I almost sounded like Kevin by Uh, not... uh, uh, Kevin... Kevin's going to join us a little bit later on. There's a book out on The Office, and uh, he'll join us behind the scenes look at that book. Yeah, McLovin. I just still can't believe we're going from Ray Liotta yesterday to Brian Baumgartner today. The intensity level of the actors are quite different. I'm going to guess the interview will be a little different today. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? You know, because my wife goes, oh, how was Ray Liotta? I go, okay. Um, I don't know if he was acting. Because he, the interview was awkward. It was difficult. And he lost track of things. And uh, he's never watched Field of Dreams. And she goes, what? Was there anything good that happened? I go, yeah. You know, I think it was, you know, there was playful banter there. And we talked a little bit about Goodfellas. Todd did his Joe Pesci impersonation. I loved doing that. I really enjoyed that. Yes, Seaton. Uh, we learned that he is very conscious of his lighting on set. Yes, yes. We did learn that. Yes, Todd. I think he got annoyed at the big German who was asking him to move around too many coffee mugs and things because he said, they told, I have like two things in front of me. You got like 38 things in front of you. What's the deal? Why do I have to move my coffee mug to the left? I know. The big German does a great job. He's the director. And so he's telling Ray Liotta before he comes on, hey, Ray, you know, can you move some of the glasses and the cups and bottles out of the way? And so he does. And then he comes on and he sees that I have all of this in front of me. And he goes, why did they tell me I got to move that? And then you don't have to do that. And I go, you can do whatever you want, Ray. I'm fine with that. And then he'd go, what was I talking about? Huh? I was like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. (laughs) Uh, Brian Baumgartner will join us next hour. Guaranteed to be a little smoother than Ray Liotta. All right. uh, Thanksgiving night, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills head to New Orleans. They're going to battle the Saints. Alvin Kamara not playing in that game, McLovin? Uh, he didn't practice yesterday, no. uh, so it's not looking good. A lot of guys are, are not playing this weekend. Thanksgiving night, 8 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. You can watch this program. Also, your uh, great radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400, including the Fox Sports Radio lineup. 
Uh, let's see. What do we have? The Giants have fired their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. The Bears either did or did not fire Matt Nagy. Not quite sure. The uh, college football playoff committee, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Cincinnati, with Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and Baylor on the outside looking in. Not only have the Bills and Saints uh, Thursday night, Raiders, Cowboys, and you have the Bears and the Lions. They uh, might have done it begrudgingly, but finally the college football playoff committee put Cincinnati in the top four. And there's a good chance the Bearcats could stay there. The teams behind them are going to have a tough time leapfrogging them. Cincinnati has East Carolina on Saturday, then faces number 24, Houston. That'll be in the conference uh, championship game. Michigan has Ohio State. If the Wolverines pull off the upset, then the Buckeyes have two losses and they drop out. Number five, Notre Dame already lost to Cincinnati back in October. And the committee has surprised us in the past. They won't say it, but we know that the brand names are better TV. And it's hard to imagine even a school like Notre Dame has made a good enough argument to knock out an undefeated Cincinnati team. Still, more football left. Bearcats have a great chance to become the first team from a non-major conference to reach the college football playoff. Yeah, Paul. I'm curious. uh, Oklahoma State is still in the mix. They got Oklahoma this weekend, Big 12 title game. I know they're a little, they need some help, but that's, that's one of the games. Notre Dame is the one that it's still Notre Dame and that, that's you know, that, uh, still a great brand. I don't think we have great teams this year. Georgia might be a great defense, but I don't think they're a great team. Alabama, they still may be a great team. Ohio State feels like they could be a great team. It's just you don't have that wow. The wow factor with college football this year. If Michigan wins... Michigan is in, and then Michigan has Wisconsin and the Big Ten title game and a chance to be in the Final Four, and the impact that would have not only with the Big Ten, with the Final Four, but Jim Harbaugh as well. Yeah, McLevin. I saw something that worried me about Georgia, that, and I have to double-check this. Their best win was against Clemson because Clemson has moved up a little bit. Yeah. They haven't really beaten anybody. Yeah, but it feels like, well, you're undefeated, the SEC, you got a great defense there, and Alabama has a loss. So If, if they can beat Alabama. Yeah, but it depends on you know the, the margin of victory there or margin of defeat for Alabama. Does Alabama drop out with two losses? What if they lose last second? Uh, what if Georgia loses close to Alabama? Georgia's going to stay in. Alabama, obviously, would then move up. Uh, Cincinnati continues to win and either Ohio State, Michigan with Notre Dame kind of waiting there in the wings. Yeah, McLevin. I think you might have commented on this before, but do Notre Dame fans wish they were in a conference to have a championship game like they did last year because of COVID? Because that would help them, wouldn't it? Well, it feels like they played an ACC schedule. But I don't know if, you know, do you want to be in the ACC because you can win that conference or at least be up there with Clemson every year. If you go into the Big Ten, it's different. And plus, basketball-wise, Notre Dame playing ACC basketball, far better for Notre Dame uh, getting recruits. But I, you know, it feels like Notre Dame still wants to be a standalone here. I don't know if I see them joining a conference, but it felt like they had to you know, do something during the, uh, the pandemic. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Todd has a, uh, you have a Turkey Day limerick? I do. I have a little Thanksgiving limerick. Oh, okay. Well. For giggles. All right. Let's go. Or no reaction. As okay. I All right. Let's see what you got. 
Our favorite team may be starting to wobble. So banged up, they may even hobble. Though they may not astound you, just enjoy those around you. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Gobble, gobble. 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 <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> Once I went wobble, hobble, it's like, what else could it possibly end with? No, thank Serviceable. you. Serviceable. Thank you, John. I know it's not, you're not cracking up or anything. No, 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 no. Clever, no, it's not a crack up. It's, it's just, just meant to be festive and fun heading into the three games in Turkey. Yeah, it's just it's just a nice, happy Thanksgiving. I killed like 30 seconds of a day, but it's all right. Yeah, Pauline? It's neither bad nor good. It's like vanilla ice cream. It's perfectly serviceable. Mm. Which is me, because I'm like always on the fence and I don't take a stand either way. Or I'll reiterate what someone else just said in my own words. It's, it all falls into place like that. Yeah, Seton. I think that's a little bit of a slight to vanilla ice cream. <laughs> trying to be nice. It's the season. It's trying you know, to be like a la mode. You add vanilla ice cream to yes. a slice of pie, and mm. it is awesome. Mm. If if this show is the slice of pie, did that a la mode Ooh. really? It's more like a broom. Mm. Yeah, see. But yeah, I'm yeah, talking point. about standalone bowl of vanilla ice cream. No toppings. No no mm. chocolate. Mm. Not on top of pie. Mm. It's vanilla ice cream. A plain bowl of vanilla ice cream. Gets the job done. No one remembers it. Yes, Todd. French vanilla or vanilla? Do you guys, can you six of one, half a dozen of the other, or there's a big difference? Because <laughs> French vanilla has a little bit more of a yellowness to it. Yeah. You have a lot of nerve comparing yourself to French vanilla ice cream, Todd. <laughs> I wasn't comparing myself. I'm just curious which one you guys prefer. But, or you're, you're lame, Rick. You should aspire to be French vanilla. I should. If Do they make soft serve French vanilla? You probably could only Very, get... very soft serve. Hard to find that. Yeah. You're very soft, sir. All right. Man, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Dang. You guys got to wait. You got to wait an hour and a half. I'm so hungry. You know what? The door's closed on my side, so I can't smell what's uh, what's going on with the Traeger there. Yeah, Paulie. Around 10 o'clock, our place starts smelling like a diner, like a good diner. Yeah. The smells just come in. Uh, Todd also wrote something at uh, 1 in the morning that you wanted to share with us. I did, also just for a little fun. It's a playoff of the sports names a little bit. It's like a little appetizer to the more full name of sports names, if you'll humor me. But it's up to you. It's your show. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go. I mean, you told me. That you were up at one. I, know, I wasn't looking. I wasn't trying to score a brownie point to get credit, but it, for some reason, at like twenty after one in the morning, this little idea came in my head, and I started typing it on my phone. I know, but you made me feel guilty because you go, "Hey, I got all these things, and I was up till like one twenty. I did. I was to ensure that you would let me just read this, pretty much. <sighs> okay, go ahead, Todd. Okay. Some Eurus familia can be mean, Joe Green, even Sid Vicious. This can cause others to become Pat Angerer and Storm Davis away from the dinner table. But once everyone becomes Chili Davis and put their Jay Feelys aside, you open up a nice bottle of Bobby wine. Some like Red Arbach, others prefer Sean White. There's always someone who has to make things Mike Harden on the host by demanding a Rosie Greer instead, like Rosie Rose. At any rate, raise your Cooper Cup and be happy, Hairston. You have Kevin loved ones and your worlds be free. Whether you traveled by Derek Carr, Truck Robinson, had to fly, Williams, or even take the bus, you'll be glad you made the Jordan trip during the special time of Ernest Givens. After all, as they say on Friday night, Matt Lights, Mark Clear Eyes, full Jim Hearts, can't lose. Thank you, Todd. What'd you make of that? Uh, I was busy. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. How about we give it to Mario to put it in the newsletter so people then can kind of... Are you saying that that's what we should have done in the first place instead of reading that on No, it, it was tough to follow. There was a lot going on there. And, of course, all the references from the 80s that I told you, you got to stay away from the 80s. Mark Clear, Jim Hart, no one knows, right? Nobody knows any of those people. All right. Yeah, Seaton. 
it's a, it's actually a momentous occasion right now. We're just not realizing it because it's been 20, 15 years in the making, but Todd has finally figured out how to actually use the sports names into a serviceable, creative bit. It's rather than just saying, Matt, light. <laughs> you know, Daryl, strawberry. He actually made it into okay. a cohesive piece. Now, mm-hmm. It was like sort of like, what the hell is this? But it actually worked. It actually was like Todd really figured it out now. Yeah, Paul. I think if we had someone like uh, Wright Thompson or Morgan Freeman voice it, that would be a lot. Better. You may have had something. Mm. They would have slowed it down a little so you could actually mm. have a moment to get each reference before the next one just hits you in the face and you have to figure it out. But you'd still keep going. You lean on the '80s sports name like Chili Davis. I think those just cooler names back Nobody's then. Nobody's having Chili. Me? Nobody's having Chili. I know, but I think there's something about the names of the '70s and '80s that are more user friendly than the names. No, we have it's just you the holidays anyway. You don't follow. You don't follow these teams now. That is a big part of why I don't work in those names. Because after about 87, 88, I'm not sure who's on what team. Yeah. If I took out the 80s, you wouldn't have been able to... They would have been done in two sentences. I would have almost zero sports knowledge. Yes, you would. Wait, is there more to this, like, later today? Just no, just some of the, uh, the sports names that uh, Seton was referring to. I added a couple. No, no, a lot no. Of them are... No, no, we already did it. That's what that you just did. That counts as everything? Yes. But I had a couple of new ones on the sports names for later. Seton, this see, you just said that we just turned the corner here. This is a we turned the page. This is something you did it, and now you want to go back to just giving me these stupid names? Turkey Trot Nixon. Is no, that too far? No, I field? No, it's 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 old. Do you see, remember I, Kyle Macy, like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Who Kyle Macy played for? If Todd did sports names in his in his limericks. It'd be like, dang, now you really got something. That makes the rhyming part challenging. Mm. McLovin. If you will, I have some Thanksgiving names that are incorporated into Against the Grain. Yes. Okay, then let's take a break. That'll be coming up next. What is the topic of uh, Against the Grain? It's Underdog Thursday, otherwise known as Thanksgiving. Against the Grain. The, go- the gobble helps. Todd could have used a little gobble. I needed major sound effects. Yeah. Even then, it wasn't going to amount to yeah. much. You needed some gobble. Let's take a break. We'll come back after this Dan Patrick show. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. That's amazing. No limit on how much you can earn. That's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, you get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. That's discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Ah, the holiday bundle. It's back. This winter, we've collaborated with Sportique. Great clothing line. We have released a limited edition holiday bundle. The bundle includes a uh, zip-up hoodie, autograph calendar, custom holiday box, only 100 available. Go to uh, danpatrick.com. Check out everything that we have there. And we have a lot of T-shirts that are on sale as well. 40% off the T-shirts during... uh, this week. All right. Uh, what's the new poll question? How about finish up the old poll question? Okay. Which, uh, which underdog do people like this weekend? 
Michigan actually leads the poll, mm. and right behind them is the Lions, uh, who are only three and a half point underdogs against the Bears. Yeah, both in the uh, state of Michigan there, as far as the underdogs. Yeah, it's probably Jeff and Detroit's voting yeah, again and again and be. again. Yeah, could be. All right, the new poll question. I want to do what you were just talking about last segment. Does Cincinnati stay in the Final Four? Okay. What do you think people think? Um, they might. It might be wishful thinking that Cincinnati doesn't stay in the Final Four. You know, we, I, I think we get to. It goes back to what I've said with March Madness. We love chaos those first two weeks. Love it. And then you get to the point where, okay, now, now everybody's had their fun. Now let's get the best teams in there to play for a national championship. doesn't always work that way, but that's usually what we want. You want to have the blue bloods there. We want to tune in. Unless there's a fascinating player, fascinating story. And this is the same way, I think, with college football. Would we like when we go to 12 teams that you have maybe a first-round upset or two? Yeah. But then you're going to get to the point where you're going to go, you know, let's crown a true national champion here. But Cincinnati is in, and they're going to be tough to take out. Ohio State or Michigan, Michigan could get in, will get in if they beat Ohio State. Um, Ohio State, if they lose, probably comes out. You know, Does Oklahoma State have a chance or Baylor have a chance? Notre Dame have a chance? It doesn't feel that way. It, just, it feels like Notre Dame does. It feels like there may be five teams, maybe six, but uh, that would qualify for it. Uh, against the grain, we have that coming up as well. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. Okay. Okay. I have some traditional Thanksgiving names, but I, I'll just... I'm not going to bore you with Yam Jordan, Saints defensive passer, Zach Floss after a big meal, a running back for the Bills, or <laughs> Dak Spatchcock, the quarterback for the Cowboys. Wow. Because I have five Todd Fritz mock headlines with only the teams that are playing on Thursday. Okay. Lions running back, DeAndre, I hope this limerick ends swiftly. <laughs> Lions tight end, TJ Hakapalungson. Raiders tight end, Darren Waller. Oh, is that Walmart? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bills quarterback, Josh Allin, uh, me not continuing these Todd Fritz Thanksgiving names. Who's with me? <laughs> Damn. That was good, Darren you- Walmart. Are you? Tr- so you were trying to be bad? No, those are good. Oh my Hockup God. Lungson. <laughs> TJ Hockup on paper looks better. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. DeAndre, what? I hope this limerick ends swiftly. He's a great running back. The Lions. Are we hocking up along? Like, is there something about chest colds that no. happens around Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's usually when the back row tries to deliver a bid, actually. It's, uh, I'll, I'll follow that category. Okay. Real talk. Real football talk. You ready? Mm. Real gobble gobble football talk. All right. So you assigned me. You didn't assign me, but I told you I was going to give an argument for all three underdogs covering or possibly winning on Thursday. Okay. But I ran into this stat. Do you know that favorites are 32 and 14 against the spread since 2005 on Thanksgiving Day? Hmm. And honestly, I don't see any way the favorites lose these games, unless you tell me how. The Cowboys, I mean, I'm sorry, the Lions have Tim Boyle, who is 15 for 23, 77 yards last week, two picks. That means that only six of his passes hit the ground, which is impressive. But he only had 77 yards. I don't see that happening. Uh, The... 
Raiders have not scored more than 20 points since their bye. How are they going to keep up with the Cowboys? And the Saints were just terrible last week, and Kamara might not be playing. But if we're going to talk gambling, explain to me how the Cowboys and Raiders get to 51, the Bills and Saints get to 46, and the Lions and the Bears get to 42. Aren't all these sound like low-scoring, kind of yucky, bad games? If you think about where these teams are, you know, the Cowboys, Raiders are both slumping offensively the last two weeks. The Lions and Cowboys, I'm sorry, the Lions and the Bears can't score at all. And the Saints and the Bills are no longer those high-powered teams. So I would say I can't argue for the underdogs, but the unders, it feels like a sloppy day. Are, Are you looking forward to any good offense on Thursday? I'm looking forward to the Raiders and Cowboys. But aren't those teams, aren't they a little bit watered down? Amari Cooper not playing. Uh, CeeDee Lamb still in concussion protocol. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to your Raiders. My Raiders? Well, you said they were talented. No, they, I don't know. You always they say, are talented. But you always they're say the, first they're, half of the season. No, they're the Raiders. Yes, this happens every year, it feels like. Where you go, hey, the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yep, yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, he's right about the over-unders dipping. Uh, the Bears-Lions over-unders 41 and a half. Cowboys Raiders, it's 50 and a half. Uh, a Vegas guy I know says the over unders for the league in October was two points higher than it's been in November. And they say that's pretty commonplace due to, like Andrew said, injuries and skill positions. Also, these games are good. Just, I know that we're not going to be wanting to watch. By the night game, we're going to be so tired of bad football. Sorry. Despite the number of close games, the average margin of victory in the NFL this season. Anybody want to take a guess? Average margin of victory. Paul? Six and a half. All right. Todd? I'm going to say eight. All right. McLovin? Uh, four and a half. Seaton? Five and a half. 12.2 points per game. Average margin of victory. What? That's the widest margin of victory through 11 weeks of football since 2014. But there have been 75 games decided by one possession, so eight points or less. That's tied for the fewest such games through week uh, 11 of a season since 2014. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes that what? Stat of the day. By the way, I'm not sure if you uh, know this, but uh, let's see. There have been 23 games this season decided by a game-winning score on the final play of the season. That's the most through uh, 11 weeks since 1970. So 23 games have been decided by a game-winning score on the final play, whether it's a field goal or uh, a touchdown, since 1970, last time that happened. Also, in case you uh, care about this, Derek Carr threw for 215 yards in the Raiders' loss to the Bengals. He now has just over 3,000 yards for the season. He joins three other quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for at least 3,000 yards in their first eight seasons. Uh, One's a Hall of Famer. One is going to be a Hall of Famer. And one is maybe closer on the outside looking in. Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson Jr. III, and Cam Newton. So... Derek Carr joins them as the only quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for at least 3,000 yards in each of their first eight seasons. Start of the day, start of the day, 
I thought this was a more pumpkin sweatshirt. People said it's almost uh, has a Chicago Bears orange feel to it. Uh, that would be by accident because this was meant to be pumpkin. Hey, pumpkin, how are you? Yes, Paul. I think the bear is a little darker shade. That is that is true pumpkin. You know, it's not even that Texas burn orange, mm. but uh, it's very nice. What about the uh, Cleveland Browns? Yep. Our uh, Robert Griffith Jr. the third jersey. Does it look a little more like the Cleveland Browns? I'd say the orange jersey we have. Yes, Todd. Tennessee, or it needs to be more orange than that to, to picture a Tennessee logo there on the. Uh, yeah, the orange in uh, with the the volunteers is different. Brighter, like a sharper kind of a shade to it. James in Virginia joins us. Good morning, James. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Wednesday, man. DP, Danette, everybody, man. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. I just wanted to call and give out my best wishes and just talk about some exciting football coming up, man. I, you know, my old Dominion Monarchs, man, my uh, alumni, man, they, they started out one and six. And if they have it, if they can win this weekend at home, I think if they play in Charlotte, man, they, they're a bowl eligible, man. It's just exciting, man. <laughs> Big Blue Nation, man. Michigan, dominated by OSU. They're like probably 15 years now, it feels like, man. And I ho- hopefully playing at home, man, they got a shot, man. Go, go Blue. And, man, we all Washington, man. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in, man, and they got a real chance this weekend, man, and uh, Monday night against Seattle. You know, I'm just excited to see what could happen, man. So, good football, good turkey, and in my family's house, good pasta, man. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for taking my call. We all Washington. Thank you, James. He always sounds the same. I like James. James is glass half full. A good dude. Like, you know, it feels like he's been calling in for a decade. And always, he's always there with his Washington football team. Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Dan, I'm, I'm shocked that I got through. Uh, I was actually up in, at 3 o'clock in the morning thinking about this phone call. So uh, just to give you a little guilt trip. But um, this is a serious call. It has nothing to do with sports. And the only reason I got through, because I, I said this to Marvin, and he said, Doug, I'm going to put you through because my wife agrees with you. I think you guys are wrong, but I'm going to put you through. So on behalf of Mrs. Marvin, I would like to tell America, this has to be said at this time of the year, food should not touch. And it certainly shouldn't touch on your plate. So when you're having or on your uh, on your fork, you don't need a whole thing of mashed potatoes, turkeys, and peas all rolled into one. Were you not hugged enough as a child? So I'm just pleading with people. Uh, tomorrow when you have your Thanksgiving dinner, separate your food. All right. Enjoy each each item separately. You don't need it all together. Thank you. Marvin's wife agrees with me, and it needs to be said. All right. Thank you, Doc. Yes, Todd. That sounds good in theory, but when you got all that food in front of you and you're going and they're passing the plates or you're helping yourself, next thing you know, I would do this at, uh, unfortunately, for my waistline, like a buffet breakfast, like on a cruise or something. You're just dumping everything and packing as much as you can. If one thing spills into another, that's, you know, so be it. Yes. Yeah, I'm probably, I don't agree with that call. I'm probably more of a, like, a little bit of everything in each bite kind of guy. Like you have a little mashed potatoes, a little stuffing, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of cranberry. Like, dang, that's like a perfect bite. I'm enough OCD. I don't need to add another OCD. Like, no, can't, no, can't touch. No. 
As my mom would always say when she would just slop it on her plate. Oh, it all goes same place. <laughs> I, I, I go, okay. Oh, it all goes same place. All right, mom. Yeah, Paul. But if you're an adult who had that issue, you couldn't have, you'd have to have one of those kids' plates with yes. like the, the main section, the three little sections. Yeah. Can you imagine at the dinner bringing out your own sectioned out <laughs> plate tray? A little TV dinner tray? Oh, look, there's a little dessert in the oh, middle, too. That's oh, nice. that's fun. Yeah. Damn, those came in handy. When I, my wife, you know, w- would go someplace and I had the kids, those TV dinners were a godsend where you just fire them up, give it to them, let them watch the TV. I was good to go. Go take a nap. Yeah, Paul. The great thing about those TV dinners is they heated through perfectly. The outsides were never scalding hot, <laughs> while the insides were icy cold. That never happened, ever. Yeah, like there'd be that little pad of frozen gravy on top of yeah. your mashed potatoes, and that everything around it got heated, but then underneath was still frozen. Yeah. Oh my God. Gross. And you always had spillover. You know, your dessert went into the peas, or vice versa. You were like, oh. Yes, Todd. It would always be like like those Swanson hungry men that is like fried chicken, macaroni and cheese. There was nothing healthy. And you're giving this to your kids and everything. Maybe sprinkling in a couple of peas and carrots doesn't all of a sudden make it some healthy dinner. Thank you. Uh, Did I make that sound again? Yeah, a little bit. Jeez. You you run out of air. It's like, you know, the, the balloon is running out of... a medical problem that you got me worried going <laughs> the, piece, the peas and carrots. You no, know, you're just... You have, just to take a, you have to take a breath. Because you'll try to do one... Take and then you'll go and then the carrots and then the... no, but like, is there a salivary specialist or is it an orthodontist? No, a no, you thing? just take a breath. You just gotta take a breath. You just take, I talk too fast. Yeah, you just take a breath and then, but you want to do it in one breath. And I should still ask my general practitioner. I do have an appointment next month. No, but you just you run out of air. You still you don't run out of words. You run out of. And then it makes weird sounds <laughs> that nobody needs to hear on Thanksgiving Eve of all time. <laughs> yes, McLovin. I don't want to put this in your brain, but I have a daughter who, if any food touches, thrown out immediately. She can't, and it's an OCD thing. Carrot touches a pasta, I get it out of her face. So there's something going on there. Oh, I know. I've been around kids that you know they couldn't eat a sandwich. You had to, you had to, you had to cut up the sandwich. You had to take off the crust. I mean, no, I know it's real, but I, like I have enough OCD that I can't even think about that. Or I would be like, no, separate. Yes, see. See, what Andrew just said, though, is perfectly acceptable to me. If, like, now it's, like, contaminated. So, all right, got to get rid of it. Mm. The problem with the caller was he was like, if you're okay with your food touching and eating it, that you have some type of trauma that you've suffered as a child <laughs> because you weren't hugged enough. <laughs> That's a little bit that is, like, that is, yeah. I don't know how that works into my childhood trauma, but uh, yeah, I can't say that he's wrong. And it might be that what happened to Doug in North Carolina. Maybe he wasn't hugged enough. Maybe. Because to me, it sounds more crazy to be like, it has to stay apart. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just mumbled, what a lunatic. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but so the peas are in the mashed potatoes and the cranberry fell in the turkey. What? That's a big deal. Like, does this dude, he's never had shepherd's pie? Is that not an acceptable food? I don't, I don't know. All I know is if you grew up in my household, there was no room for any of that nonsense. <laughs> it was like, um, no, don't let it. My brothers would be like, I'll take it. Like, that'd be it. It's like, and my mom would side with my brothers. They're like, hey, if you're not going to eat it, they're going to. Like, you know, it was real. By the way, five years ago this week, my mom passed away. And, uh, you know, 
you, you think of the holidays and she was just, she was so great. Great woman, great woman. But uh, five years, five years since uh, she passed away. Did she run the show at Thanksgiving? Like when no, you back no. at the house? No. Um, when you guys would all go back there, though, would she like let y'all have a cause- No, we didn't want my mom to cook. We, we wanted, uh, my brother, my oldest brother would, would cook. And uh, we'd just hang out in the garage, drink beers, and he would make the uh, turkey out there. But, uh, you know, my mom wanted to be <laughs> treated like a queen. You know, she was like, uh, I'm going to sit down, and if you want to bring me something, then I would be nice. You know? But no, she was, she was not going to get her hands dirty. She did for so long with kids. I mean, good God. Last thing you want to do after doing that is, you know, let me cook a meal. She's like, oh, I never want to cook a meal again if I don't have to. Uh, let's see. Chris in Los Angeles. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say about the last caller, I think that the best thing about Thanksgiving is the next morning when you have those leftover turkey sandwiches with all the stuff inside. So everything's going to touch anyway. So I don't know what that guy's talking about. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I think Doug needs a hug. You know, it should be hug from North Carolina. I think he's got some issues there. I love, by the way, that Chris in Los Angeles took time to call in and say that. Like, you know what? This is crap. I got to call in and tell Dan, like, what about sandwiches the next day? This guy doesn't, that? Doug doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, Hug. I, I, I love the role that this show plays for people during the day. But, you know, you're going to work. You've got things going on. I got to call in. Like, see, like Chris in LA gets it. Yeah. He, he, that's a fellow right there that you're like, he gets the show. He gets it. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, Billboard just released their top 10 greatest all-time artist. <sighs> I need to know the reason behind this. Hopefully it's record sales that will explain this, but guaranteed to upset some people, including yours truly. We'll take a break. Back after this. Puerto Rico is the new go-to destination for quality investment opportunities, but finding the right projects to invest in can be a pretty tough task. That's where Impeller comes to the rescue. Impeller is a new online tool. It's spearheaded by Invest Puerto Rico that facilitates connections between investors and on-island projects looking for capital. You can discover innovative projects across all sectors. They have healthcare, they have tech, clean energy, they have commercial real estate. Impeller's easy-to-use features allow you to get right to the deal. Plus, you can find insights like financials, company background, leadership, performance needs, so you can make the right decision when investing in Puerto Rico. Visit investpr.org forward slash impeller. You'll be able to set up your account today. Then you gain access to quality, innovative deals that are ripe for the taking. Impeller, I-M-P-E-L-L-E-R, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico, powered by Invest Puerto Rico. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Big fella rolling in, but it's Hunger with another stop. But defensively, he has been the man. Look at that move! Chad Holmgren, the uh, number one ranked player in the ESPN Class of 100 last year, named the Gatorade National Player of the Year. He plays for Gonzaga. Gonzaga roughs up UCLA last night. Dick Vitale's first game back after being treated for lymphoma. Very emotional uh, night, but great to hear Dickie V. That's courtesy of the mothership. Discover the Discover credit card. Real credit card questions require real people. Somebody who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Billboard just released its top 10 greatest of all time artists. Now, that's the way they worded it. Top 10 greatest of all time artists. I'm going to give you the list, and then I'm going to give you the reasoning here. The number 10 greatest of all time artist, Rihanna. Nine is Whitney Houston. Eight, Michael Jackson. Seven, Janet Jackson. Six, Stevie Wonder. Five, Mariah Carey. Four, Elvis. Three, Elton John. Two, Madonna. And number one, greatest of all time artist, the Beatles. Uh, is this just record sales, Paulie? Yeah, it, it's... Well, first of all, a lot of people were upset when they, they heard greatest. They thought it was an opinion piece. Like, this is what Billboard is saying. Like, you know, Rolling Stone does the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. That's an opinion piece. It's not based on sales or anything like that. People were really upset the past few hours about Prince not being there, the Rolling Stones not being there, mm. etc. Mm. It is a metric they use with hits of theirs in the top 100 of the Billboard charts. So Madonna has a lot of hits, and those hits had staying power. So she gets points, almost like a metric, for every week her hit is on the chart. So if she, it's on seven weeks. So Rihanna's the only artist from the 2000s and you know after that. Taylor Swift is close. Hmm. But they said like Prince, as great as he is in opinion, did not have that many hits that stayed on the charts a long time. Both number of hits and staying power. I would have thought Mariah Carey would have been even higher on that list because she has sold a lot of albums, a lot of music. I I don't know if I could name. I don't. Can I name a Mariah Carey song? I don't know if I can. Well, she actually. I think one of her biggest hits is the the Christmas song oh, that she did. Yeah. And so if you you get one of those, you get a Christmas song to hit. You're like a billionaire. She has a room in her apartment or apartment building that's just Christmas all year round that she has a Christmas room. And she's the queen of Christmas. I self-proclaimed queen of Christmas, I think. Yeah, Paul. Her hits are songs like uh, Fantasy, mm. uh, We Belong What's Together. Like Dream Lover, I want to say. She had some, even before the Christmas thing, she had some smashes. Yeah, I, do, I, I could not name one song by Mariah Carey. I bet you if you went to one of her concerts, though, I bet not that you would. You would be like, dang, she did this, too. I, I wouldn't pass up going to Mariah Carey. I'd go by myself. I was waiting for that. You may have to. Yes, McLovin. Are you surprised Michael Jackson's eight? Like, he's below Janet. Yeah. I would have thought maybe it'd go Beatles, Michael Jackson, if I... 
I had to guess. Yeah, Paul. They said the reasoning is Michael Jackson put out two albums a decade max. Mm-hmm. He didn't put out you know eighteen albums. Mm. His his catalog is not that huge. Mm. All right, so that's Billboard's top ten all time greats. Yeah, McLovin. And the other one surprised Elton John's three. Did you know? I know he had a lot of hits. I, you know, I'm not thinking about how long you're up on the uh, uh, Billboard you know top one hundred, but yeah, I mean he had. In the 70s, I mean, he had monster hits, and they stayed there a long time. Yes, he... I'm surprised that, like, a uh, a Pink Floyd isn't on there or something, given how long some of their albums have stayed on the charts for, like, decades, it seems like. I, I forget how long Dark Side of the Moon was, was on the charts, but it's a long time. Yeah, I thought that Dark Side of the Moon had been on the charts... Top 100 for maybe 30 years. Maybe just down on the... But the lower end of it for a long yeah, time, so yeah. I guess... Yeah, yeah, Paul... Some current artists that are on the cusp of the top 10. Drake is 11th all time mm-hmm. on the Billboard list. Taylor Swift is uh, 21. Okay. Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber, Maroon 5. Ed Sheeran up in the mix. Yeah. Drake has an insane track record. Yeah. Of hit songs. And, and plus, I don't know if his like features count too. Because yeah. he's kind of on every 10, out of every 10 songs that comes out, I bet he's got seven features on it. You know? And so I want his, his track record, though, is just. In, insane. Uh, they're doing that with Chris Stapleton now, where people, artists will have Chris Stapleton. Adele did a song with Chris Stapleton that you're finding, you know, these artists who are going like, hey, let me bring in Chris Stapleton. And Adele said, you know, our voices work together magically. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Lucas in California. Hey, Luke, what's on your mind today? Hey, bud. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and just to, for the nation, squash this whole what was his name, Marvin, and the food touching thing. Yeah. What for argument's sake, let's just say top three foods: pizza, burgers, burritos. What do all three of those have in common? They combine a bunch of different ingredients. So what what does this guy do when he orders a pizza? You like oh a pepperoni, hmm, oh some cheese, you know, a, a deconstructed burrito or something. It's crazy. All right. Well, thank you, Lucas. People are really upset about this. It's Doug in North Carolina who created this. Doug has no idea. He was up at three in the morning last night yes. thinking about this yes. phone call. Yes. And yeah, well. I'm going to get Marvin to give me Doug's phone number, and I'm going to say it on the air so people can call Doug and yell at him. Marcellus in Texas. Marcellus, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. First time caller of any show ever, so I feel really <laughs> honored here. Uh, 6-2, Asphalt, pre-Thanksgiving, 245. Mm-hmm. Ready to get, get my eat on. About the food touching, I mean, how are you going to get your maximum amount of food shoveled into your pie hole if the food doesn't touch on the plate? Because sometimes you got to stack food on top of food. All right. Well, thank you, Marcellus. This is the thing that got Marcellus to call into a radio show. (laughs) Food stacking. (laughs) Yes, Todd. What's more embarrassing if family are looking at you or you're trying to make an impression, say, like, you know, you're sitting there with your girlfriend or boyfriend, having one stacked plate of stuff, like a mound of food, or like 11 different (laughs) plates of stuff all over you taking up half the table? What's worse? I'm going to guess the person who has individual plates would. Would probably be. Yes. Do you take one gigantic plate right up front, or do you know you're just going back for seconds, so you keep it 
respectable the first plate where it's not like you're not a you know like overloading it well this is a habit growing up in a family of six that you better get yours while you can <laughs> like it, it you know there's still plenty left over but in my mind it's like i gotta load up because i got three other brothers and they're coming in and they mean business yeah paulie I, we have 17 more callers ready to go on this topic. People, people, <laughs> it's great. Of all the things to talk about, food touching. Final hour coming up. He was uh, Kevin in the office. Brian Baumgartner will join us. There's a new book out on behind the scenes of the office. We'll talk about that. More phone calls as well. One more item. We close out hour two, and it's M Drive. Aging can make it tough to lose weight, keep it off, and that's why I want to tell you about M Drive's new product, M Drive Lean. Powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, perform at their best, no matter what their age is. M Drive Lean is the first of its kind. It's a protein powder. It's formulated with something called Morosil. Now, that's a clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. Its weight loss is backed by real science, and it helps fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. You get free shipping. their 60-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. It's not easy to lose weight as you get older. Visit mdrivedan.com and try mdrive lean. Shed the extra pounds. Feel good. Perform at your very best every day. Lose weight. Feel good. What a novel idea. M-Drive Lean can help you. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime with M-Drive.